Episode 147 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Les Delices Lafrenet, five Montreal locations and simply the best pastry and bakery shops in the city. There are five, St. Leonard, Rosemere, Pointe Claire, Montreal West, and my fave on the South Shore, Brassard. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. Here we go. It's Freeway Frank, Tuesday edition of the Drive-By Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. So many fun things I want to talk about today. And and by fun, I mean not that necessarily you're going to have a blast on the other side. Oh, this is so fun. Let's play games. Let's play board games. That's the latest thing, by the way, my wife has been bringing up at nighttime now. Let's play cribbage. Let's play. She wants to buy Battleship after watching um, the new Squid Games challenge. Have you seen that? I'm going to talk about that, too. But anyway, that kind of fun. The kind of fun that... We're going to talk about interesting things, entertainment, and at the same time, things that might not be entertaining, but I'll try to make entertainment, always with, some people would refer to it as my rants, even though they're, they're not rants. I don't want to sound like an old guy, an old man on his porch, drinking his, his beer and, and complaining about everything in the neighborhood kits. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy in 10, 15, 20, 30 years, yet alone now. So let's get to the podcast. I'm going to start off with Squid Games, The Challenge. Have you seen this? My wife and I have, first of all, we binge watched a whole bunch of TV shows in the last week. And that was one of them. I think they're five episodes deep and there's, I could be wrong, there's five more episodes still to come. But this Squid Games, if you watched the series... If you watch the first season, I think they're filming a second season of Squid Games. If you watch the show and now you're watching, this production is above and beyond. If you watch the TV show Squid Games, if you didn't, by the way, you should watch it before. Okay, here's the assignment. If you haven't watched Squid Games, if you haven't watched the TV show, okay, the, the series, then you should watch that first, then watch the reality game show, Squid Games Challenge. Because the set is the same thing, and I knew they were going to do this. I knew they were going to replicate the set, but it's so good, and I knew it was going to be. I just knew it as somebody who loved, I just loved Squid Games. I thought Squid Games, the series, was one of the best things I've ever watched because it really puts humans to the test. And not only to the test, but if you watch the show. I don't want to give it away. There is something that you risk doing all these challenges on the TV show. And I'm not going to tell you what that is, but it's crazy what people are willing to go through or what people are willing to risk for what? For money. And how much? Tons and tons and tons of cash, which is there right in front of you in like a plexiglass dome and waiting to fall on you if you are the last person remaining out of over 400 contestants. This game is wild. 
it tests your skill levels on on many things it tests how you deal with people it tests loyalty it shows who the deceitful people are but you can't win unless you have a bit of everything in you like in life it really is the true game of life and this challenge squid game challenge show surpassed all my expectations i was actually gonna apply to be on the show i think it's i could be wrong but i think it's filmed if i'm not mistaken in the uk and when the show first came out the actual tv series that was i think based in korea and it really shows a dark side of human greed and what some of the richest people in the world you know when you run out of things to buy and you have nothing but time on your hands you start doing what manipulating people you start doing what effing around with people a lot of rich people do this after they finish buying everything that they can buy they've run out of stuff and it's boring what do they try to do after that power first comes the money once you have the money then that kind of rubs off after after a bit of time it's just kind of like okay there's the money what can i do now oh now i need all the power in the world because power is manipulation power is better to, to some not to me but to some having that power over people is better than anything money can buy and that's what this tv show puts to the test in the challenge which is like big brother or the mole or any one of these you know survivor any one of these tv shows we have all these reality contestants vying for this huge sum of money the only thing here that's different from the tv series is one thing and i can't say that one thing in case you didn't watch it but anybody following along and listening to me right now knows exactly what that one thing you get to keep is no matter what happens even if uh, you, you die in the show um obviously I, i'm talking about that figuratively not literally for the reality tv show uh, you get to keep something no matter what happens. This show is so good, we couldn't stop watching it. We couldn't stop watching the TV series and now the reality show, it's even better because it's real. And it's real people, real contestants. And just imagine Big Brother with a lot more at stake and a lot more money and a lot more people. Because Big Brother has, what, 16 contestants over a summer? This is over 400 i think it's 460 something contestants something like that over the course of i don't know a couple of weeks maybe i don't know the exact time frame they really don't say it but it's wild and if you watch again it's important i keep saying this because i stress you have to watch the tv show first once you watch the tv series then you could watch the game show and and it'll it just completes it. You can't watch the game, the challenge before the TV show. You can't. Yeah, you can't the other way around. And I'm sure anyone who's watching the current challenge and watch the TV series is saying, Frank, you hit the nail on the head. You're right. You have to watch a TV series, then watch the game show. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. And you won't be able to turn it off. You wouldn't be you won't be able to, to do any of that. The popcorn's gonna come out. The gummies are going to come out. I don't know what kind of gummies you're taking. Whatever gummies satisfy you. But you're going to be seated there. 
deep in your couch or in your chair, you won't be able to stop watching. Not to say that you weigh that much, but you know what I mean. Like you're going to be stuck there. The Squid Games Challenge is everything. Before I blow it any further, I mean, there's so many things I would want to talk about, but I can't because I don't want to, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be an a-hole. I don't want to even say spoiler alert and then talk about it because the series is not over. At least give the series a bit of time to to finish up. And then once it finishes, then in about a month or so, I guess I could bring it back up and say, whoa, wasn't that wild? But I want people to watch it. And I'm getting no cut from promoting this, this show. It's just so good. So good. Another thing we were binge watching and literally we watched i think it was seven episodes we watched the first two episodes one day and then 24 hours later which i believe was a either a friday or a saturday we stayed up till three o'clock in the morning which my wife never does to watch the other five episodes that's how good this show was with idris alba who's a great actor by the way and i didn't realize how good an actor he was till i watched this show and especially in the role that he was portraying in this series called hijack have you seen this now the reason why i bring this up is again i don't want to give away what happens in this tv series but it started getting me to ask questions out loud so my wife could hear and in my mind as to how i would deal with a hijacking happening in midair me being on a flight, think about this. You are on a flight. And I was thinking to myself, I'm on this flight. And this hijacking starts, begins. What do I do? Am I going to be the person who sits down and waits and follows and assesses and then makes a move? Am I going to be the person who freaks out, overreacts, starts hyperventilating, shits my pants, or will I be the person who will be calm, cool, yes, calm, cool, yes, calm, cool, collected. My wife knows, under pressure, and when things, and I say it this way because my wife is the opposite, okay, and she's going to hate me saying that, but whenever something happens, my wife, it's she handles it differently than I do. Okay, I go in, in almost like a, relaxation mode where I step back and almost like I see myself outside of myself. I see myself and I'm like, okay, bro, you need to change your approach here. You need to chill. You need to relax, assess everything that's going on, including a hijacking 34,000 feet in the air. What do you do? Well, Idris Alba plays a negotiator, almost like an arbitrator, right? He brings people together to get to a solution. And so he's on this flight where terrorists, hijackers, take over the plane. And it's just, I don't, again, do not want to spoil it, do not want to give it away, but think about it for a second. After you binge watch the show this weekend, now that I mentioned it, and you watch all seven episodes, you'll be able to answer some of these questions, uh, but maybe you could answer them now. Without giving anything away on the TV show, I will say this. I will ask this. What kind of person do you think you would be? I think I would be the calm, cool, and collected person that would sit back, assess the threat, and then gather the people most likely to end the threat because it's either that plane will possibly go down or you're going to at least make an attempt to save it. Now, 
having gone through the last couple of years and seeing how people reacted during something else, I know that the majority of the population would just sit back and say their prayers and, and accept their death or their faith. But I know there's a lot of people out there who, based on things that have already happened in our lifetime, that are not going to sit back and wait for anything. Now, you have to assess, you know, do they have knives? Do they have guns? Do they have restrainers? What's going to happen if I'm out of line? Will somebody be taken out as an example And, of course, the last thing you want is the pilot becoming incapacitated and the co-pilot pretty much following suit, and then who's going to fly the plane? So there's so many things to think about. I think about these things all the time. I have thought of things like what happens if the pilot and the co-pilot get sick and there's no one on the plane to fly a plane? Could I land that plane? Well, considering I've had my friend here on the podcast, you know, I've had my friend Bob on the podcast, who runs a simulator uh, outfit here in uh, Montreal. He's like the lead engineer who runs it. And so I've been in the exact, pretty much the exact plane that was featured in this TV show, Hijack. And that's the uh, Airbus 330. Now, I'm not a pilot. I've never taken any formal training, but I've been in the simulator twice. And I've played a lot of flight simulator back in the day. And I'm not saying I could land the planes, but uh, hey, I've had to land some of those planes in simulation with a pilot sitting right next to me at this facility I'm telling you about, uh, where I was a guest. And uh, okay, I took out some uh, runway lights a couple of times, but I landed the plane. And uh, one other time, there were crosswinds, and and I landed it. Who knows, but I could take directions. I could probably figure something out, because there's things I know that your average person would not know sitting in the seat of a cockpit because I've actually sat in the seat of a cockpit twice. I mean, who am I kidding? The plane would probably crash and burn. All right. Add to that <laughs> the fact that there's no one's, no one's flying the plane. Add to that terrorists on the plane and how you would react. You can't just sit back and take it. You can't just sit back and waste time. It's do or die. So you have to figure out at least for me, it would be figuring out where all the biggest, the people with the most strength are on the plane. And I, I think you wouldn't even have to try to get the word out there. I think people with formal training, uh, ability and skills in jiu-jitsu, karate, whatever it is, boxing, those are the people uh, you'd want at the front of the line fighting and everyone else kind of there as support, helping out, kicking and bitch slapping, whatever. Uh, the planes went down if you don't do something to uh, make sure that you get these guys. Now, if they've got guns, totally different story. In this case, again, you have to watch the series to understand what the threat is. But man, my my, my mind was going 100 miles an hour. I can never watch these shows with my mind being peaceful. I'm thinking right away. I'm thinking of scenarios. What I would do. What would I do? What would I do? What would I do? And I think they write it in a way where for people that are just enjoying it, which is the majority of the people are just watching a TV show like Hijack and just enjoying it. And then I think they write it also for people like me who are thinking, okay, well, what would I do in, in this situation? Would I you know, gather my thoughts? Would I overreact? Would I do something stupid that would get me killed? What would I do? My mind was going 100 miles an hour. This TV show, you have to watch. Hijack. 
if you haven't watched it already. And isn't, I was trying to figure out, isn't Idris Alba good looking? Isn't he the guy that was rumored to have had an affair with Sophie Gregoire, with Justin Trudeau's wife, back when they went, when they were in England for the, the funeral of Queen Elizabeth? That was the rumor that was out there. Now, I'm not one person. I, I hate spreading rumors. I, I didn't start that rumor. I'm just saying, wasn't that the rumor? But then again, there are rumors everywhere, right? I, I've been a subject of rumors too in the past. Stupid rumors that I guarantee you on my dad's, dad's grave never happened. But people gossip. People have big mouths. People say shit. And I'm a nobody. Sophie Gregoire, First Lady of Canada, overseas. He's a good-looking guy. She's attractive. Doesn't love her husband anymore. They're divorced now or separated, not together anymore. Possible. Apparently dating some Italian doctor in Ottawa right now. Not that it's any of my business. Nozono Gatsimie, as we say. It's possible. And I could see the appeal, okay? Even though I'm a man, I could see the appeal. Uh, Idris Elba, uh, nice, conducts himself well. Handsome, good-looking guy. Speaks, even though he's acting in the movie. I could tell. I was like, I could see. I could see where Sophie Gregoire would fall for this uh, Idris Elba, a real man, as opposed to uh, whatever the hell she was with for the first 18 years. That's not a man. <laughs> Episode 147 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Lidelis Lafrenette, with five Montreal locations voted top bakery and pastry shop year after year. And the reason why they're so popular is because they're good. They're that good. The best cakes, the best desserts, pastries. And now with Christmas just about a month away, the place to get your Italian panettone. They've got the Dolce Gabbana. They've got the uh, Poly, just like the Poly Grappa. They've got all different types of panettones there. Go check them out before Christmas and get all your Christmas gifts, including great Christmas baskets. I got one. They left me one here. It had the bachi chocolate. It had panettone in it. Uh, you know, you want to do, like we say in Italian, una bella figura. You want to give your boss something nice. You want to give your, uh, yeah, your boss. <laughs> they should be giving you something, but okay. You want Your boss is actually a nice person. You want to give them a nice gift basket? Go to Les Delis Lafrenet Brossard. You want to give uh, he, him, her, uh, they, them, wh whoever. You want to give them a, um, a panettone, which, by the way, for people who don't know, is uh, fruitcake. <laughs> the words are all coming out perfectly. You could go to Les Delis Lafrenet. They're going to hook you up with everything you need for Christmas. And you're going to look good. You can say, look, people, what do people like more than anything? People don't want the same crap all the time. People want food. You can never go wrong with food and desserts. And that's why Les Delices Lafrenet will help you out this Christmas. Check out their Brassard location on Tashro. Go see Anthony, Julie, and the crew. And you will not be disappointed. Les Delices Lafrenet. For wrapping up this podcast, it's just inevitable. If you purchased something electronic washer dryer dishwasher stove whatever it is no matter how good it is no matter how high-end it is no matter what it is if you purchase something especially in the last five years you know it would be a miracle if this thing were still around in 10 15 20 years why because we know they just don't make things like they used to my mom recently moved out of her condo earlier this year. The stove that she had, we figured to be at least 41 years, 41 years old. 
it was like one of the four elements wasn't really working anymore. It was kind of like off and on. The baking rack, whatever it is, yeah, worked for the most part. Uh, but, you know, we were going to throw it out until my sister suggested we should donate it. You know, there's a lot of people coming from other countries and they're in need of stuff. So we put it out there. I think she put it on Facebook Marketplace and somebody answered and wanted the 42 year old stove. And when I asked the, the job, by the way, I helped bring down the stove. <laughs> Bad move with two young guys. OK, these two young guys who were really cool. But and, and we put it in their their van and it barely fit. But I, I broke my back bringing down this stove, okay? Bad idea. Uh, don't ever do it, by the way. You get to a certain age, you shouldn't be helping people move. You should always hire a mover. In this case, well, they were the people getting the thing. I didn't think I had to hire a mover, so I helped out thinking, okay, I'll help out. I'll do the nice uh, gesture. Bad move nearly broke my back. Anyway, we get this thing down. First of all, it's like the Rock of Gibraltar. This thing is massive, and this thing is heavy because it's 42 years old, and that's just the way they built things back in the day. And I asked this guy, I go, you sure you want this? And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, well, why? You know, and he goes, well, you know, we're newly arrived. We don't have a lot of money. I go, no, I know that. But I go, well, why a 42-year-old stove? You know, you know what his answer was? Because they, and this, this was a 28, 29-year-old guy with a young wife and a child and there with his cousin who was 18 years old. They said, uh, Mr. Frank, Mr. Frank, I think he called me, um, uh, they don't make them. <laughs> like that you could go buy a brand new stove now and it looks amazing and great it won't last like this one that's why you know when i found out it was an old stove it's like this is gonna last another 40 years and i go okay man and uh yeah after 42 years still working these things are good you know when they say it'll last a lifetime they will it literally has lasted a lifetime but nowadays you hear it all the time i know people would dishwashers uh, i'm shocked you know we've had our appliances i've lived in my new home now for six years so far so good shocked nothing has broken down yet of course i just jinxed myself yeah i still have a car that i owned back it's it's gonna be 20 years old next year this BMW that I got. And I'm not name dropping because it's a 20-year-old BMW. So it's not like you know, I'm bragging I have this 20-year-old BMW. I'll tell you why I kept it. I bought it brand new. I paid it in 2007. There has been no car payment on it in, quick math here, 16 going on 17 years. It is in great shape. And everyone I speak to, including BMW mechanics, tell me, do not get rid of that car. So for me, for the longest time, it was just a, a second car, you know, because it means so much to me. It's when I got this gig in Toronto, it was like this big gig that I got in radio. I went out and I bought this brand new BMW. I still have it. And it's not because I'm frugal. It's because I have common sense now that I'm a little bit older. And even though we're shopping now, for another vehicle and for the longest time well i'm not gonna hide it i had a car sponsorship for almost eight years so i had it was like a brand ambassador so i always i was always in brand new vehicles so now uh, i'm thinking to myself well, why would i have to go out and get <laughs> that ended by the way why would i have to go out and uh, and buy i mean they're crazy expensive now Okay, they're, they're even more expensive. The same vehicle that I have now that's 20 years old is probably $90,000. Okay, if you're leasing it 
would probably cost. And again, I have, as I told you, I haven't had a payment on it for 16, 17 years. It's not about being cheap or frugal. It's about having common sense. And I'm like, oh, where do we go? My wife works at home. I have the studio here now, but you know, we never really cross each other with driving, except for in the last little while. It's happened a few times. So now, of course, we're car shopping. I don't really, I, I knew this was going to happen. But if it were up to me, I wouldn't even get a second car. But okay, anyway, I still have this car. And then I found out there's a few Hollywood people that I was talking about, I think, on the last podcast. These people have like hundreds of millions of dollars and still drive their 2007 Dodge Ram or whatever, or they still have a car from Mercedes from 20 years ago too. And they have like quarter of a billion dollars, half a billion dollars net worth, famous actors. And so for me, it really is, look, I'm not going to lie. I would get a brand new car tomorrow. If I really felt there was a need to get the car, I would get it. But the way I look at it is, if I'm going to have a brand new car just to have it in my driveway to show off to everybody in my neighborhood, look, I can afford a car. I can afford a car. If I'm going to go out and do it just to brag, just to sit on my driveway, forget it. I'd rather have, I'd rather put money into other things like having a studio, having a home where you're spending all your time with a car, four wheels, Drives you from point A to point B. Sure, important. Sure, necessary. But after a certain point, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. I've been with my wife for 17 years. I don't have to impress her anymore. I don't. If I were single tomorrow, I even told my friends. My friends said, Frank, there's no way you'd be driving 20-year-old vehicle if you're going out dating and all that. I said, no, no, zero chance I would have a brand new car. I know it's shallow, but I'm being honest. My life is over. <laughs> Steph, you know, I love you. But I don't have to impress Steph. So why do I have to go out and spend this unnecessary money just to say that I drive a certain car? It's coming. I know it's coming. But you get what I'm saying? There's a reason why this car is still going after almost 20 years. Back in the day, they built things like tanks. My, my mechanic calls it a tank. It's a tank. He said, nowadays, uh, they're not the same. They're not built the same way. Laundry machines are not built the same way. Dishwashers are not built the same way. Homes are not built the same way. Whatever gadget, whatever thing they're building now, mass production, many times it's uh, child labor, many times it's unimaginable conditions. They're just not built the same way anymore. And that's why these things break down like crazy. So I'm proud of my car. I'm proud I still have it. Uh, I'm proud when things that I buy, I'm sure you are too, last a lifetime. There's nothing wrong with that uh, because, uh, you know, uh, I don't need to replace my dishwasher every three years or my fridge or my stove or my laundry machine every few years just to show everybody I have the uh, latest uh, laundry machine or, or dryer that uh, does dry cleaning or steam cleaning, even though that is a pretty cool feature, which I have in my dryer. <laughs> are broken down yet but you get what i'm saying it's like for me i'd rather pick and choose the things i spend the money on that are more important and necessary in my life if it's just a brag and show people then we know i talked about it in the last podcast most people driving their expensive cars can't afford it they have a nicer car than they do place they live so if your car is nicer than the place you live in uh, that says it all right there my car is not nicer than my house and if it was I live in my car! Don't forget, watch Squid Game.
Thanks so much for listening to episode 147 of the Drive-By Podcast Solo Cast, sponsored by my good friends at Les Delices Lafrenet, Montreal's top bakery shop and pastry store. Simplement délicieux, which means simply delicious in French. You can check them out and order your custom cake. Any theme cake. I saw somebody the other day, they were retiring from Costco. They did a Costco theme cake. Then I saw somebody uh, have a 50th birthday and they had the Chanel bag. They'll do any theme for you for any life moment and celebration and event. St. Leonard, Rosemere, Point Claire, Montreal West, and my location in the South Shore, not too far from my house on Tashro, it's Les Delices Lafrenet Brossard. Check them out. Please give this episode five stars. Everything helps. And a five star on the episode really helps. Thank you. Review or comment on Apple. Check out any of the past episodes on YouTube. Been working on a few new guests on future episodes of the Drive-By Podcast and you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Some of the people who are going to be coming on. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to the Tuesday edition. And I'm Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by own space.